Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week on the Chicago Bears Review. Our beloved kicked off week number seven Thursday night as they traveled up to Lambeau, donning their hideous color rush uniforms, looking to earn their second straight win over Rodgers and the Pack in Wisconsin. Did the Bears get the W, or did the Pack get us back? All of this plus Bear Up and Bear Down on the Week 7 Review episode of the Chicago Bears Review. Okay, folks, let's just face it. Let's just be honest about it from the beginning. Uh, the only good thing that happened on Thursday um, was that it was over eventually. It, it ended. So let's just uh, put that out there. What's going on, everybody? Week number seven review episode. Larry D. back uh, once again. And, uh, yeah, that was, yeah, the only good thing that happened on uh, Thursday was that it eventually it was over. Um, the game was pretty much uh, – it was another typical Thursday night game as far as I'm concerned. You know, whenever you I, – I, I almost never watch Thursday night football. Number one, because they're, they're boring divisional matchups that nobody cares about except for the two fan bases of the teams. And uh, it's just not good football. And, and, and it, it's – you know, you, you guys heard me and, um, and Evan uh, Western talk about it. Uh, during the preview episode was just that you know that it's it's on short notice or not short notice but short rest uh the teams don't have as long as you know you're taking what 72 hours away from them to prepare uh for the game and and you know the, the NFL wonders why the ratings are down wonders why there's such poor quality football on these Thursday night games i mean i can't remember the last time that anyone really came away saying like, man, what a great game on Thursday night. What a great game on Thursday night. I mean, even if you go back to, to last year when Green Bay and Detroit uh, played and, and Aaron Rodgers threw the, um, threw the uh, Hail Mary uh, at the end, nobody was really talking about, oh, what a great game it was. It was more so what a great finish to the game. And that's the only thing that made it memorable was Rodgers throwing the Hail Mary uh, in that football game. Otherwise, no one really cares uh, about that football game. And, and it's just, uh, you know, you can really tell when when those teams, they're just not ready to play or just not up for playing because it's too soon. It is too soon. You know, I'm sure every team in the league appreciates that extra three days off, you know, instead of having, to, you know, instead of having six days between games. Now the Bears have 11 this time because they don't play again until Monday night uh, next week. So, uh, instead of getting 10 days off, they get they get 11. Uh, instead of the regular six days, seven days between games, they get you know uh, they get a longer break. So 
they all appreciate that, but none of them want to be playing on Thursday after they just got done playing uh, on Sunday. And it shows on the field, and it does. Uh, and you heard me talk about it in the, uh, in the opening. Uh, hideous color rush uniforms. Um, I think maybe the Bears uniform would work better for me if there was no stripe, if they had left the stripe off the, the pants and it was just solid uh, navy. Um, I think that would have worked better for me. Uh, I still didn't like it. it the solids, the all, the all solid look, I didn't like it. I really didn't care for Green Bay's all white look. I mean, it's definitely better than what we could have gotten with the orange for the Bears and the yellow for uh, Green Bay. But, um, you know, you hear me talk about it in the knee jerk reaction. I think what I said was um, it's um, not as bad as it could have been, but it's worse than I worse than i thought you know it's it's just it, I, I didn't like it and I, my dad told me he loved it but he's wrong so that's just all there is to it um um yeah it was a terrible look i didn't like it at all so uh anyway uh to go along with the terrible look uh as i've been mentioning for the last several minutes it was a terrible football game on top of it even more so by the fact that the bears got pasted uh in the second half and it should have been a lot worse uh as you'll hear me talk about in these uh knee-jerk reactions uh green bay should have been winning by a lot more uh going into halftime they were only up by a field goal but uh we'll start you off slow as we go into the first quarter knee-jerk reaction knee-jerk reaction to the bears and the packers on thursday night football and um yeah, not a whole lot to talk about there. Uh, the uh, the Packers offense is pretty much doing whatever the hell they want. Um, the Bears playing bend but don't break uh, style defense just completed a goal line stand where the Packers finished a, I think it was like a 12-play, 90-yard drive that ended in zero points because the Packers are really trying to, are trying to take advantage of the fact that they know the Bears have trouble scoring points. Not moving the football, but scoring points. And, you know, scoring points against the Bears will make it that much easier to beat the Bears and uh, it was a gamble that did not pay off. The Bears were able to stop Ty Montgomery short of the goal line there just before the end of the first quarter and then the Bears were, were just barely able to avoid a safety because the number one rush defense in the NFL has decided to reemerge uh, in this football game. I think uh, Jordan Howard has three carries for zero yards, if it is still zero. It might actually still be negative uh, at this point, but um, he's got nothing to show for it, and Kadeem Carey was hit in the end zone, but fell forward to about the one-yard line, so we were able to spare ourselves from the embarrassment of a safety just before the end of the first quarter, but um, on offense, Hoyer missed a wide-open Josh Bellamy down the middle of the field if he catches it it's a touchdown and um that's pretty much it uh pernell mcphee is playing he was on the field for the fourth and goal play uh he didn't start it was willie young and, and leonard floyd who is healthy for this game um you know Aaron Rodgers is picking us apart. Uh, the, they're not running the ball that well, so there's that. But uh, on offense, we look horrendous. And we have the football now. We only have about 98 yards before we can score a touchdown uh, of our own. And, um, you know, I don't know. We're not looking too sharp so far, but we're only down 3 uh, nothing. So um, still anybody's game. Quite an optimistic assessment uh, of mine uh, during the uh, 
knee-jerk reaction there. I mean, it it just became apparent if there was a team that needed all seven days to prepare for this game, uh, it was the Bears because it was, uh, I mean, you just see teams come out flat. They look unprepared or they're tired still, you know, And because football is a rough game, man. It's this, this is not one of those. That's why they only play 16 games a season where, you know, baseball, basketball, they play 80 games, 100 games, you know, so on and uh, so forth. It's not as taxing on the body. Uh, you know, in a, on a game-by-game game basis, it's nowhere near as taxing uh, as football is. And um, it just um, it, it showed. If, if there was a team out there that needed all seven days to prepare for a game, it was the Bears. And uh, uh, it didn't get any prettier going into the second quarter. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to the second quarter of the Bears and the Packers. And um, this is shaping up to be a typical Thursday night game. Um, the uniforms are horrendous. Um, they they aren't as bad as they could be, but they were worse than I thought they were going to be, actually. I, I thought I would take more to the to the all-navy blue look on the Bears and then the all-white look with green, green Bay. I was actually grateful that these were the combinations that came out. Um, they're not doing it for me. I don't like it. But um, anyway, um, it's basically like watching the Bears play themselves because the Packers are moving the ball down the field, but they can't close the deal in the red zone. It should be 14-3 to at this point, and uh, right now it's 6-3 to because Green Bay has fallen short twice inside the uh, red zone. Once on the go- Actually, it should be 21-3 to because the first drive – Came up short, um, settled for the field goal. The second one ended in the uh, the goal line stand for the Bears. And then this third one, uh, the touchdown pass was thrown, but Randall Cobb couldn't get both feet in. So another missed uh, scoring opportunity. So, you know, at the very least, it should be like 17-3 to or something like that for Green Bay right now. Here's the good news, Bear fans. Brian Hoyer went down with an arm injury, and Kyle Long went out right with him uh, with uh, some injury that – nobody's talking about right now so both of our starting guards are on the sideline watching this football game and eric cush and ted larson are starting at uh, at the right and left guard positions uh respectively with matt barkley and no emergency quarterback on the roster for this football game so i don't even know who the hell's going to play quarterback if uh if god forbid something happens to barkley um he hasn't looked bad in the half a dozen plays or so that he's been out there but uh, oh man, it's going to be a long night. I mean, it's only six to three, so there's still plenty of room for optimism and for things to happen and so on. The defense, you can give them all the credit. They're playing well. They are doing the bend but don't break thing. That's why it's only six to three when it should be worse. But, um, you know, right now it's. I don't know. It's it's ugly out there. It's a typical boring ass Thursday night game. Um, you know. I don't know. It's not good, but actually, I don't even remember. I think the Bears get the ball to start the second half. Uh, we'll see. I I don't remember who started with. No, it, Green Bay started with the ball, so we get it to start the second half. Only down a field goal, so we'll see if halftime adjustments and help out Matt Barkley. Yeah, no, I was wrong. The Green Bay kicked off to the Bears, so we uh, ended up kicking off to start the second half. So I, I don't know why the hell why the hell that's so hard to remember. I've gotten that wrong like three weeks in a row, but. Uh, uh, anyway, you heard me talking there. It was um, the the Packers looked like the Bears uh, as far as not being able to close a deal uh, in the in the red zone and uh, three red zone trips in the first half, only two field goals and a 
you know, turnover on downs to show for it. Um, you know, you want to give credit uh, to the Bears, but in, in the end, it looked like more of an indictment on Green Bay with the skeleton crew that the Bears have been playing with pretty much the entire season. Uh, Green Bay should have been able to easily handle what the Bears were producing uh, on defense. And, um, you know, they just weren't getting the job done, period. That's all there was to it. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it, you know, like I said, typical boring-ass Thursday night game is exactly what it was. And as the game drifted into the second half, Green Bay started to take control, and I started to do a lot more channel flipping to see how the Cubs were doing against the Dodgers uh, in Game 5 of the NF NLCS. So uh, that became more my focus as this game went along, uh, especially after Green Bay pretty much took over in the third quarter. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to the third quarter of the Bears and the Packers on Thursday Night Football and a little glimmer of hope there at the very beginning of the first half. First of all, I was wrong. Apparently, we started with the football because we kicked to uh, Green Bay to start the uh, to start the second half. Uh, and then Leonard Floyd, uh, for the second time in this ballgame, sacked Aaron Rodgers, forced the fumble, and then recovered it in the end zone for the touchdown to put the Bears up briefly 10-6. to and then, I don't know what the problem is. Um, you know, the one thing that kind of plagued the Bears' defense last year was poor tackling. We, we could not tackle to save our lives. And that hasn't really been an issue for the Bears this year until today. For some reason, whatever the, the thing is, the... If the I don't know if the the Packers just slathered themselves in in Vaseline or something like that before they came out on the field. They just seem to be squirting through the arms of tacklers all over the place. Right now, the Bears are excuse me the Packers once again have it deep in in Bear territory. I think they're inside the ten yard line uh, as we start the fourth quarter. Uh, the Packers are finally able to get it into the end zone on their last drive. Another red zone trip. Uh, it's thirteen to ten right now. Green Bay's within striking distance once again, and I think. If Green Bay scores a touchdown, they put this thing out of reach for good. You know, I swear to God, if the football games were only three quarters long, the Bears would be Super Bowl contenders, man. They are they are a son of a bitch for the first three quarters. That fourth quarter, though, has been killing them, especially this year. That's when they lost the lead against Houston. That's when they blew it against Jacksonville uh, and so on and so forth. So, um, And in the fourth quarter, is it's really where this game came apart at the seams. You know, it was uh, – uh, you, you heard me mention in the knee-jerk reaction there that all of a sudden, uh, you know, it seemed like we had issues tackling. And that's that's two things, I think. Number one, just uh, the, the whole short rest thing seemed to be affecting the Bears more than it was affecting uh, Green Bay uh, on uh, on Thursday. And, and just the other, the fact that, um, you know, Green Bay – I don't think they had a drive in the game shorter than five or six plays. Uh, when it all came down to it, at the end of the game, the Bears barely broke 20 minutes time of possession because Green Bay would go on these long, arduous drives where 10 plays, 12 plays, 15 plays, 13 plays, just one right after the other, and we just had nothing left in the tank. So, you know, just being being tired coming into the game and then being worn out on the field because the Packers, we couldn't get the Packers off of the field. I, I don't think so much. Maybe it was the third down thing. I think that at one point they mentioned the Packers had converted like six in a row uh, on third down or something ridiculous uh, like that. But then it just became 
the tackling issue and we couldn't get him off the field. And then I mentioned, you know, I don't know if you guys remember, it was either last year or the year before that whenever the Bears played somebody um, like Green Bay or uh, uh, something, you just notice that our their, that our opponent seemed to be able to shift into a gear that the Bears didn't have. And it just seemed like that's what was happening on Thursday. Uh, both teams were tired. I think neither team would have would have rather played on Thursday, but it just seemed like, you know, when they needed it, Green Bay was able to shift into a gear that the Bears didn't have, and that's what made the made the most difference uh, on Thursday. So um, uh, we'll give uh, kudos to Leonard Floyd uh, coming off the coming off of what three weeks at least not playing uh with the calf injury and and getting in there uh two sacks uh, on the day and uh you know the sack fumble touchdown uh which was pretty great uh, to see that happening and for that brief moment we had some hope and some optimism that the maybe the bears will pull this thing out and uh you know the defense is going to get it done in lambo for the second year in a row and then you know the rest of the third quarter happened and then the fourth quarter happened on top of that. <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to the fourth quarter, the Bears and the Packers, and mercifully this thing is over. Uh, the Packers actually showed up for the second half of the football game. As a matter of fact, they, they pretty much did show up for the first half of the game. It's just they couldn't get out of their own way to make the game, you know, further along than it should have been at halftime. The Packers should have had a, a much larger lead at halftime than they did, let's be honest. And then the second half, um, third quarter was more of the same, and then in the fourth quarter, the doors really got blown off there. Um, the Packers did take that drive that was inside the five uh, at the end of the third quarter in for the touchdown and put it away for good with another touchdown added on. I think they had at least, at least 480-plus yard drives today. So when I mentioned that the Bears had trouble tackling for the first time this year, it, it really could have just been the fact these guys had nothing left in the tank to tackle the Packers with at that point. I mean, they, you know, how many, you know, double-digit, multi-minute drives did the Packers have in this football game? They probably just didn't have anything left. So anyway... Mercifully, this game is over with. The score was 26 to 10. Uh, Matt Barkley was awful, which is not easy to do uh, considering how Hoyer was before he went out of the game. But uh, he threw two picks, and uh, that's it. The Bears are done. Uh, one and six. <clears throat> and we get to wait 11 days before we get to watch them get murdered on national television by the uh, Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football. So, um, yeah, enjoy the break. <laughs> So just a quick breakdown of Green Bay's drives. The first one, 13 plays, 53 yards. The second one, 11 plays, 90 yards. The third one, 6 plays, only 21 yards. Then the fourth one, 10 plays, 53 yards. Um, the three and out was the was more of a the fumble touchdown, you know, that the, or the sack fumble there then the following drive 13 plays 85 yards the next one eight plays 88 yards 13 plays 74 yards six plays 25 yards so the packers did not have one three and out during the entire football game so that's just yeah there you have it 
Uh, 39 minutes, 36 seconds, the time of possession for Green Bay. So the Bears just barely over 20 minutes, 20 minutes, 24 seconds on the day. And, um, you know, it, it just 32 first downs, 32 first downs for the Packers. Uh, nine for 16 on third down, 81 plays on offense. So it, it's it's no wonder. You know, it's no wonder that um, that as the game went along, the Bears just looked more and more out of sorts. You know, people want to make a big deal about the penalties, and, it, you know, they were kind of ridiculous uh, in this game. But, but for the most part, it was just, you know, the the Bears were outmatched for starters, and they just had nothing in the tank. You know, they couldn't get uh, the Packers off of the field, um, illustrated by the fact that the only time that the Bears got the Packers off the field in three plays or less was when we sacked, we did the the whole sack fumble touchdown thing on Rodgers to start off the uh, second half. Uh, other than that, the shortest drive they had in the whole game was six plays. Everything else was 10, 11, 10 plays, 13 plays, 11 plays, and so on and so forth. So, I mean, they, they drove the length of the field several times uh, in the game, a couple of times settling for field goals and then the turnover on downs and so on and so forth. It just, it was, um, yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. And I'm glad that that's over with. Um, the Bears have 11 days to get ready for Minnesota. Um and with Hoyer down, it turned out to be he fractured his arm on on Thursday night, so he's most likely done, if not for the season. the The only good thing is it's his non throwing arm, so you know he'd probably be able to come back quicker than he would if it was his throwing arm, obviously. Um, but uh, we got eleven days to get Jay Cutler ready. Remember him? Yeah, he'll be playing most likely. Uh, on uh, on Monday night against the Vikings, or so one would hope at this point. Um, otherwise, the Bears need to go fishing for a brand-new uh, quarterback, somebody that can get us through uh, the next week or so. But uh, I don't know who, uh, who who's out there that the Bears would go after uh, at this point, or at least somebody would be like, yeah, okay, he can get us through that game with Minnesota because there really isn't. And it's Jay. It's it's gotta be Jay. So I'm hoping he's ready to go uh, on Monday night, and um, that we put our that um, you know, or maybe maybe they can do what the Steelers did. Uh, Matt Barkley can be the starter, but Jay would be your emergency quarterback. Like he'll be the backup because we don't have any other quarterbacks. But Jay will only play if he has to. Matt Barkley is going to play the game uh, on Monday night. Maybe maybe that will be what happens. Uh, if the Bears aren't 100% uh, sure uh, of Jay and uh, whether or not his thumb uh, is ready, but let's just hope that that doesn't happen and Jay's ready to go and we'll just let him play and uh, we'll get through this thing uh, on uh, on Monday night. But um, we're one in six, guys. Um, <laughs> one in six. Oh my God! Last year we were th- we were three and four at this point. I think last year, yeah. We're three and four, and uh, yeah, that's that's. We are not three and four right now, dude. They're not even close. Uh, we should be, honestly. Uh, we should have we should have been three and three going into this game against uh, Green Bay, and then we lose this one to go to three and four. That's uh, 
Yeah, that would be where I would think the team should be at this point, but not being able to close the deal against Indy or Jacksonville is why we sit where we sit. I mean, there are many more reasons why we're not, but, uh, you know, it's it's getting really, really ugly out there, and, um, you know, th- we only scored 10 points. I think um, our quarterbacks combined were like 10 for 26 in the game. We couldn't run the ball worth a damn. I mean, we just – it was just – it was a nightmare. It absolutely was. So, um, you know, if it wasn't for the Cubs doing what they did on Thursday, it would have been an utter uh, disaster of a night. Uh, you know, the the Cubs are, is what's saving this for me right now. So, God help me in in two weeks when when the series uh, when the when the games are over, um, or God forbid, if in. 48 because the Cubs play tonight in the NLCS game six they have a chance to to clinch and then if they don't they have tomorrow night game seven if the Cubs don't if the Cubs blow it then then the season will get really bad for me because I won't have anything to lean on anymore I might I mean God God help me if the Cubs actually win the World Series then I will have that at least to kind of hold me up that will crutch me up as uh, as we move through the rest of this year well like yeah maybe the bears are horrendous but i got to witness the cubs winning the world series in my lifetime you know that's something that my grandfather didn't get to see uh or anything uh like that i mean i've i I posted on facebook yesterday you know how facebook has those here are your memories this is what was happening to you on this day on such and such a year a year ago at this time last year on october 21st is when uh, the Cubs lost uh, lost in the NLCS to the to the Mets. That's when they got swept. was a, was a year ago yesterday on the twenty first, and here we are one one year later, and we're one win away from going to the World Series. What a difference a year a year makes is what I put down uh, on the uh, on on Facebook. It's like what a difference a year a year makes. Last year. We were swept out of the NLCS this year. We're one win away from witnessing something that no one I know has seen in their lifetime. So no one that I know has witnessed what could possibly happen tonight or tomorrow night. The Cubs clinching the NLCS and going to the to the World Series. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know how I will. I'm pretty sure I'm an emotional guy to start, as you guys probably could tell after 10 seasons of listening to me blather on about this goddamn football team but uh you know this is something truly extraordinary even though i'm not a baseball guy and i never really have been ever um it's the cubs and that's the one team in baseball that i care about and you know so i'm fully aware of their plight and everything that they've been through and everything we as fans have been through with them over the years i don't know what will make me more emotional seeing the Cubs clinch the NLCS to go to the World Series or the first pitch of game one on Tuesday night? Will that be what, you know, it's like, oh, my God, just goosebumps thinking about it. You know what I mean? But uh, anyway, this is a Bears show, even though they're not worth talking about lately, or at least anything worth talking about isn't good. Um, But, um, you know, we'll get through this, guys. I mean, we went through 2014 and that was by far the worst football season that I've ever been through. And that's just because those guys didn't look like they cared to be out there. And that was sickening 
to have to watch week in and week out to, to constantly come in through my knee-jerk reactions and be like, man, these guys don't look like they, they just flat out don't look like they care, man. I mean, these guys are making the effort. It's just not good enough. And that's it's one thing. You know, that's one thing. It's uh, it's one thing to, to make the effort and to not be good enough, but at least you can tell they care. They want to win. They just they just don't have it, and that's frustrating to be bad to, you know, to not be good enough to win. It's another thing that you have the talent. You know these guys can play better, and they just don't, you know, because they don't care. Um, so I think, you know, like I said, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. The season's halfway done. Believe it or not, the schedule gets easier in the second half of the season. We get the, the Titans. We get the the 49ers. We get the Giants. Um, we get the Buccaneers. You know, these are – it's an easier road to hoe there for a while, and I think the Bears have a better chance to win some football games in the second half if we can just get it together. So – Anyway, that's my little glass half empty or glass half full uh, kind of view on the second half because I don't think anyone's given us a snowball's chance in hell to win next Monday night against the Vikings. So we'll uh, we'll try and get Chris Gates on from the Daily Norseman to uh, talk about that and uh, um, you know see how we go see how it goes going forward uh, from there. We'll get him on the show for the preview episode uh, next week. So. Um, Anyway, what do you say we go ahead and wrap this thing up and uh, we'll do so with everyone's favorite segment, Bear Up, Bear Down. Bear up and bear down for the week seven review episode of the Chicago Bears review. And I'm going to make this sweet, short and sweet is all I'm going to do because I only have one, one award to give out and it's on the bear upside, believe it or not, because I don't think you can give an entire football team a bear down award. Um, yeah, I just... <sighs> And I'm not willing to like blame the whole team for how badly they played or throw John Fox or Vic Fangio or Doyle Loggins under the bus. It just we're just not a good football team. We're just not. So that's not really that's <laughs> not really anyone's fault. Or at least I'm not I just don't have the energy to to keep blaming uh everyone at this point. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh one one bear up award and it goes to Leonard Floyd. Uh, he gets the one bear up award that we have uh, for this week. Uh, two sacks on the game, including a sack fumble touchdown all there at the beginning of the uh, first half. And um, I had mentioned on Twitter and I was uh, like reiterated by uh, Jeff Dickerson, our friend from ESPN, about this uh, could possibly be, you know, is this Leonard Floyd's coming out party or was this just simply Leonard Floyd's quote-unquote Shea McClellan game? 
you know, the one thing that Shea McClellan did and will have in Chicago Bear lore is where he had three sacks on Monday night and knocked Aaron Rodgers out of the football game. That's basically the one. I think uh, McClellan finished his career with, with the Bears with like six sacks, and he got three of them in one game against Green Bay on Monday night football. So, um, you know, was this Leonard Floyd's Shea McClellan game or was this the light going on for him? You know, he's been on the sidelines watching for the last few weeks, probably chomping at the bit to get out there. And then he finally gets out there and the pass rushing specialist that we drafted in the top 10 of this year's draft appeared and got after the quarterback and, and sacked him a couple of times, made a play, scored a defensive touchdown, which turned out sadly to be the only touchdown the Bears would score uh, on Thursday night. So uh, either way. Time will tell what this game ended up being. You know, was it just his Shea McClellan game? Was that Leonard Floyd's swan song for his potential? Or was it the beginning of the things that we expected when we picked him ninth overall uh, in this year's draft? So only time will tell uh, as we go through uh, the life and times of Leonard Floyd. So um, so that's going to do it. I'm not going to waste any more time condemning the team or whatever. It was Thursday night on short notice. We don't have a good football team to begin with, so was it really that surprising that we couldn't get ourselves off the field and so on and so forth? I'm just not going to waste any more time with it. So let's just cap it off there and get ready for Minnesota and see if we can't uh, give the Vikings a ball game uh, next Monday night. So, um, yeah, that's going to do it. And uh, we'll go ahead and, and, and wrap things up here. Be sure if you guys have questions, comments, that you, uh, you're reaching out to me. You do it on Facebook. Just search Chicago Bears Review on Facebook. Go to the, to, the, to the show page there. Leave your comments or questions there. Find me on Twitter at Shy Bears Review, C-H-I Bears Review. I posted the brand new Chicago Bears Review logo. It is out for the whole world to see. Let me know what you think of the job that I did uh, on the new one. I'm very, very happy with it. And... Um, you know, looking to uh, get some of those, uh, get some posters and stuff made uh, of the uh, new logo, and uh, and uh, yeah, see what we can do about that. And then, of course, just again, uh, you know, the the GoFundMe page for my Xbox. It's GoFundMe.com/slash Larry's Xbox. And last I checked, we we're over two hundred dollars, which is awesome, just fantastic. So I thank you guys that have contributed, and I thank you in advance for anybody else who will. Uh, feel like uh, donating i appreciate it uh, so much so um, anyway um, we're going to take a little bit of a break if you will uh, won't be such a fast uh, turnaround we'll be back on thursday as usual to preview the bears and the vikings on monday night football and may just for the hell of it push it to friday just because we have the extra time so keep your eyes open there because uh, chris gates is still overseas so Maybe we have to do a little finagling to get the schedules lined up so that we can get the uh, get the show out. And uh, so we may push it back to Friday in case we can't get our schedules uh, synced up. So uh, just be on the lookout on Twitter and on Facebook to find out when the new episode is coming out. And until then, my name is Larry D. And this has been the Chicago Bears Review.
there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.